inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? You told us, well, it's going to be time to panic. Well, is it time to panic? Well, let me just tell you, folks, it's never going to be time to panic because we're never going to give up. We're not going to give up on America. America is worth it. America is worth fighting for. America is worth not giving up. And while we have that attitude of not giving up, we are constantly going to be searching, strategizing, coming up with ways to prevail. We've got the basics. We have we have millions and millions of Americans that are fed up. Can't wait to do something about it. There will be a series of ideas that people come up with based on dealing with the fraud that we know we have to deal with. You're not alone. You're not a singular individual all by yourself out there trying to fight these people by yourself. There are 74 million plus and growing. We're not going to give up on America. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, I can't even believe that we are so close to getting 2 million downloads of the podcast. Wendy Bell Radio, if you've not checked it out, please get it. Super easy to download onto your device. We break every hour down into about 40 minutes, so we carve out all the crosstalk, all the commercials. And it's just glorious me talking to you. Oh, gosh, I hear Brock laughing in there. That's never a good thing. Hey, we are so excited that you're part of the program. Welcome back, everybody. So, you know, it's interesting when you when you hear now all of a sudden there is this epiphany. There's this moment in time, like the moment in time I described at the beginning of today's program, that I experienced this morning when one of my sons said something pivotal to me that, that showed me that he gets it. Mom, I want to write a thank you note to the orthodontist for fixing my teeth. You know what? I think you should. And I'm glad you thought about that, Christopher, because I know that's going to mean a lot to the people there. And I didn't have to tell you to do it. There is this same epiphany that's rolling out all across America. And it's this idea that this invasion of our borders is unacceptable. And the sentiment of the American people now, it is now the number one thing that people from coast to coast, north to south, are saying is the top priority of our country. This is bigger than inflation. This is bigger than the cost of living. This is bigger than anything else. The issue at the border and these clods like John Tester from Montana, who think that all of a sudden now in the 11th hour, he's going to come forward and say, you know what? I'm thinking we should do something more at the border. Sit down. Because you're way too late. But you know who speaks? President Trump speaks. And say what you will about anything going on in this country. When you represent the feeling of America first, when you represent American safety, protecting our children, embracing this idea of exceptionalism, of sky's the limit, when you celebrate the inherent goodness that is baked into the soil of this country because we are the ancestors of the brave people who fought before we were ever even 
a figment of somebody's imagination, when you represent that, you are the true leader, regardless of what the title says. Donald Trump did something yesterday and he, he sent something out on Truth Social. And this is how you know who's in charge. He called for all willing states to deploy National Guard troops to the Texas border and to start the deportations. And boy, did the governors of half of the states in this country respond. The story I'm bringing you is from the post-millennial right now. Here you go. Former President Donald Trump posting to his Truth Social account that he is encouraging all willing states to deploy their National Guard to Texas to prevent entry of illegal immigrants. He made the call to do so after Texas Governor Greg Abbott declared an invasion and invoked Texas's right to self-defense in the first article of the Constitution. At the time that the post-millennial wrote this article, at least 14 states have signaled supporting Texas in its efforts. In the post, Trump touted his record on immigration as when he was president, as well he should. When I was president, we had the most secure border in history. Joe Biden has surrendered our border and is aiding and abetting a massive invasion of millions of illegal migrants into the United States. Factual, and we've been talking about this for years. Trump wrote that Texas Governor Greg Abbott has his hands tied by the Biden administration with regards to the border. And he said, I will work hand in hand with Governor Abbott and other border states to stop the invasion, to seal the border and to rapidly begin the largest domestic deportation operation in history. Postmillennial editor in chief Libby Emmons, I believe is her name, appeared on the program and was or appeared on the, the podcast here and was saying, you know what? This is exactly what the American people have been waiting for. And boy, oh boy, has it worked. I want to read you this now. Who has responded? How about 25 Republican governors? All but the government governor of Vermont, Phil Scott. I don't know what you're doing, dude. Wake up, Phil. You might feel like you're a million miles away geographically from Texas or Arizona or from California, but it's just a matter of time before these folks end up in a fabulous community near you. This is what is going on, and this is so exciting. Republican governors band together, and they issue a joint statement supporting Texas's constitutional right to self-defense. Look, I get a lot of people out there who are like, look, I'm concerned about defying the Supreme Court, defying the decision from last week. Or was it even earlier this week? It seems like the days and the weeks blur together. That said, Joe Biden and his Border Patrol agents can cut the razor wire. Look, if we defy the Supreme Court on this, what's to say that states such as Colorado or Maine or California or whatever can defy the Supreme Court if they rule you can't eliminate or prevent Donald Trump's name from being on a ballot. I get it. But we're not talking about semantics and we're not talking about the election right now. We're talking about preventing any more individuals from invading our country, period. And this is the number one issue that voters are talking about. This is from the Republican Governors Association, RGA.org. 25 Republican governors released the following joint statement in support of Texas Governor Greg Abbott 
and Texas's constitutional right to self-defense. The statement comes as the Biden administration continues to attack Texas and refuses to take action or responsibility for the crisis at the southern border. Quote, President Biden and his administration have left Americans and our country completely vulnerable to unprecedented illegal immigration pouring across the southern border. Instead of upholding the rule of law and securing the border, the Biden administration has attacked and has sued Texas for stepping up to protect American citizens from historic levels of illegal immigrants, deadly drugs like fentanyl, and terrorists entering our country. Can, can you imagine? Just think about that for a minute. That you have a president whose administration has sued Texas so that more strangers from all over the world can come in. And anybody out there wants to tell us that Joe Biden is not the biggest clear and present danger to these United States. And it's not even Joe Biden, it's Barack Obama. And then they want to tell us that, that in the 11th hour before the election in November, that, that Michelle Obama is going to come in and she's going to give Donald Trump a run for his money because she's the solution, because she's what, black? And a female, allegedly? What are you talking about? This goes on. The authors of the U.S. Constitution, has made, they made clear that in times such as these, states have a right of self-defense. Under Article 4, Section 4, Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the U.S. Constitution. Because the Biden administration has abdicated its constitutional compact, the duties to the states, Texas has the legal justification to protect the sovereignty of our states and our nation. Do we have that video, Brock, by any chance? Do we have video? Did you already play it? I don't know. Do we have the Oklahoma National Guard? They are mobilized. They are armed. They are ready to roll. And here is video that we're playing on the stream. It's just streams and streams of men and women mobilizing to join Greg Abbott in Texas. Who are the governors who signed this? Ivy from Alabama. Dunleavy from Alaska. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Arkansas. DeSantis, Florida, Kemp, Georgia, Little, Idaho, Holcomb from Indiana, Kim Reynolds, Iowa, Jeff Landry from Louisiana, Reeves, Mississippi, Parson, Missouri, also from Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, or yes, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. We hear you, President Trump, and we are with you, Governor Abbott, and we are coming to help. What are you going to do, Joe? You want to spark a civil war? It's a dangerous game. Dangerous indeed. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, on the program, we want to talk a little bit about what's coming up. It's what warfare and lawfare look like. And they're going to take us back to Pennsylvania to a farm where an Amish man is being shut down, now sued by the government. Why? 
next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, it's funny when Mitch McConnell, the world's biggest drip zero ever, he's Kentucky, isn't he? Can Kentucky do something? We love Kentucky, right? Can you just, can you get rid of this joker? Because we deserve better as Americans than Mitch freaking McConnell. So headline from the New York Times, McConnell casts doubt on the border deal now, saying Trump opposition may sink it. You know what, Mitch? It's not just one individual. It's not just Donald Trump. It's everybody in the United States who, di- who dares to live in Realville. Look around where you live. Do you see the changing demographics? Do you guys know that now... For every two American babies born in this country, there's a migrant here. That's so scary. You want to talk about great replacement theory? Boom. Mitch McConnell now, I don't know. Maybe it looks like it's not going to work out after all. Really? Your Senate deal of suck? If you're going to deal with Chuck Schumer at any point, I don't trust you. I don't trust you, Mitch. You're a zero. Here's your story. The emerging bipartisan border deal is hitting some fresh snags among Republicans on Capitol Hill. Oh, no. Are you awakening? Are you realizing that the American people aren't for you going for something that does nothing for we the people, but yet gives more money to Ukraine? Does allowing 5,000 people a day to come across our border sound like a border deal to you? Of course not. Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, the minority leader, told Republicans privately on Wednesday that the politics of the issue had been complicated by Mr. Trump's rise Hmm. and his hostility to the agreement, putting the party, quote, in a quandary. According to lawmakers who participated in the meeting and described his comments on the condition of anonymity. See, it's not Donald Trump. It's you not being in touch, Mitch. We're tired of rhinos. We're tired of the swamp. We're tired of you getting richer and richer and us paying the price. And we're done. It's not about Donald Trump. It's not about one man. It's about 330 million Americans. It's not just about Republicans. We don't fight just for the people who look like us or vote like us. We fight for everybody. And you know that you're going to lose. And so now it's a scramble. Oh, no. When John Fetterman, post-stroke, speaks more like a conservative than the conservatives in the Senate, Houston, you've got a problem. McConnell's abrupt change in tone reflected the increasingly difficult challenge facing Senate negotiators as they race to finalize immigration legislation that the former president is already actively campaigning against. Your solutions are never solutions. Your bills are never good for we the people. Which is why you pass them in the 11th hour. Which is why you need them to be 2,500 pages long. Which is why you don't want anybody to be able to read them. And which is why a very complacent Congress doesn't. Why would I I bother myself with all of that when I'm kind of hung over on my bender from the sex orgy coke party from the night before? 
Ew. Hey, Mitch. John Tester's on the phone. It's too little too late. And it's not about Donald Trump. It's about Americans seeing. We don't want to pay for it. We don't want the drugs. We don't want our young people dying in droves. We don't want to pay for people we don't know and didn't invite who broke the law to get here. And it wasn't that long ago that Barack Obama, then president, said a nation without borders is not sovereign. We have to protect the border. My, my, my. What a difference a few years makes. Seems like Klaus Schwab and his global compact on migration with, what, the UN, all the other organizations of suck, the World Health Organization. We reject that. And we're reclaiming America. Get ready. Amos Miller, our friend, Amish farmer in Pennsylvania, who has come under fire because he has decided to grow healthy fruits and vegetables and raise livestock without hormones and antibodies that the agriculture department wants him to inject into his meat. He's decided to go quote-unquote, rogue. And they're coming for him. And they've shut him down. But the story has gotten worse. And the young patriot, Chris Hume, the managing editor from the Lancaster Patriot, who has broken this story wide open, joins us in minutes. You want to know what lawfare looks like? You want to know what a government that hates its people looks like? You're going to hear all about it as they are suing Amos Miller to prevent him from selling milk and cheese. Really? I got it next for you on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio program. I got this headline on the LancasterPatriot.com. Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture sues Amish farmer Amos Miller. Now, I am angry about this, so I I texted my friend, Chris Hume, who's the guy who writes all of this, breaks all of these stories, managing editor of the Lancaster uh, Patriot, and I said, Chris, what do you think about this? What's going on? And he gave me a very simple answer. They are out for blood. Chris, welcome back to the program. I want you to tell everybody what's going on with this farmer who's got 4,000 people who buy his uh, organic fruits, vegetables, meats, cheeses, dairy, etc. It's all out warfare against this guy. Tell everybody what's going on. Yeah, thanks for having me back, Wendy. Yeah, it just gets uh, darker and darker right now for the cause of freedom here in America. So Amos Miller, as many of your listeners know, has been under attack for years. Uh, The state raided his farm earlier this month, told him he couldn't sell many of his products. Uh, But but they are going after him with everything they have. They just uh, filed a civil lawsuit against Amos Miller and his wife, uh, a civil lawsuit. And, of course, the plaintiffs, you know, you think, okay, well, there must be a number of customers and consumers who are complaining, you know, going to the state and saying, Amos Miller has made me sick. He, his products have caused damage to me and my family, and we want, to, we want to get restitution here. That's not what's happening. What's happening here is the state of Pennsylvania is the quote-unquote injured party going after Amos Miller for all he has. Uh, they want to bleed him dry. Uh, they, want to, they want to run him out of business. Um, this is a very bad uh, sign here. 
brain missing for the cause of freedom in America. When you found out about this lawsuit, what did you tell me where, where your mind was? What did you what did you think? Um, it, it's it's discouraging. I'm not going to you know, there's no way to dress that up. It's the state is relentless uh, in going after Amos Miller. I mean, if you look at this lawsuit, I mean, it's ridiculous for a number of reasons, but they, they essentially, uh, they're accusing Amos Miller of unfair business practices, dishonesty, uh, and again, th- there's no customer bringing the charge. The state, w- this is lawfare, that's what it is. The state is using this, these, uh, this man-made legislation to go after Amos, and they want, to, they want him to be fined $1,000 for every instance uh, that he violated one of their bureaucratic regulations. I mean, this could amount to millions and millions of dollars, and it's nothing less than an attempt to pummel Amos into submission to prevent him, and not just him, to prevent anyone else from doing something like this. I mean, I don't think we realize the magnitude of this. I mean, they're going after him with pretty much everything they have. This is Amos Miller against the full force of the Pennsylvania government, and I think the federal government is right there behind them. I want you to tell everybody about how Amos Miller makes his products, how he farms his products, how he lives his life. And, and, and this way, the Amish way, it's not about hormones and antibiotics. And, and if I'm not mistaken, Chris, they wanted him to be injecting his meat with a bunch of jazz. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not aware of all the different things they want, but you're absolutely correct that the, the federal government, the state government, I mean, there's thousands, 10,000 additives and chemicals that are completely fine. And in even some of these cases, you know, they're required by the regulators. But Amos Miller, for years, has been providing natural products. I mean, you can go on his farm. You can see pictures on our website of just uh, the grass-fed cows, the animals in the sunshine, a clean facility. Uh, is there bacteria? Sure, on every farm there is. But this is a facility that is free from the chemicals, the additives, the hormones, all these things that you know the commercial producers are allowed to do because they've lobbied the government and Amos Miller here is provide. There's people from California who reach out to Amos because they can't get natural products in their state. And so he represents. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, please finish your thought. Yeah, he represents um, an alternative to big food, big ag, and and that's what he's been doing for years. There's not been a single case of one of his customers going to the civil government and filing a lawsuit. Not a single one. And there's no one named as a plaintiff in this lawsuit that's a customer. It's the Department of Agriculture and the Office of the Attorney General of the state of Pennsylvania. They're the ones who are, quote-unquote, the injured party. It's insane. It's absurd. It's tyrannical. Uh, It's the state justifying their existence and seeking to squash any alternative to big ag. And you know these big agriculture companies, uh, they're right there lobbying in Harrisburg and D.C. And here's Amos Miller who's providing these products to people who want these products. The American people want to buy this food. They want to make their own choices. And the government is saying, no, you are not allowed to do that. You are not allowed to make your own food choices. And we're going to run Amos Miller out of business. We're going we're to destroy him, his wife, his family, simply because you peasants think you have the right to make your own food choices. I, I, I'm angry as well. It's, it's discouraging. It's frustrating. And it's, it's uh, something that if Amos if Amos falls, it's a heavy, heavy blow uh, for any of us and the idea of freedom. The thing that, that got me was when we watched 
the raid of his farm as he was pushed aside you were kicked out of, of his of his area where he was selling his his stuff and they boxed a bunch of stuff up and they took it out and they alleged that somebody got sick because of eggnog now I, I haven't seen any definitive results of any kind of testing any kind of anything is there have you seen any evidence that they that they've dis, that they've discovered something that he's done that has been wrong and and would you believe it if you did anyway yeah, I'm not sure what I would believe from the government at this point. I mean, there's a couple allegations of someone getting sick from eggnog. Um, they claim that they found certain uh, listeria bacteria on the farm. Um, in the end, though, the, the thing is, you can find bacteria anywhere you look. Um, there's bacteria in, in salad. There's bacteria in pasteurized milk. This is just a – it's the same thing we saw in 2020. If, if the government can make you afraid – of making your own choices, um, then they can, they can have complete control over you. Now, if we had true justice and someone was wronged by Amos Miller, then they could go and seek a redress of grievances. That's not happening. The state is so desperate to put Amos out of business that if you read this lawsuit, I mean, it's, it's several pages, you know, many pages long. It, it makes, again, this false claim that someone died as a result of his products, uh, which is not true. Um, it, it's all these things. It's charging him with, you know, unfair practices because in his efforts, as I understand it, to get out from under the boot of the government, he, he tried to restructure some of his business, change the business name. And they're saying, oh, you violated, you know, that's unfair to your customers. As if his customers don't know what's going on. His customers are with Amos. They want to buy these food, this food. And Amos is, is trying to evade this lawfare, this unjust lawfare, and the state's using every single man-made law that they have in their repertoire to pummel Amos into submission. Um, and here on the website, I'm going to read right here from the lawsuit. It says that uh, both individuals are hospitalized going back to 2014, and the Florida individual died as a result of the illness. That is a complete lie. Uh, the woman was diagnosed with cancer. She had a stroke prior to moving to Florida, and apparently her roommate in Florida had potentially purchased products from Miller. There's no evidence this Florida woman who died even consumed Miller's products. It's, it's completely, um, this, this whole lawsuit, it's, it's grasping for straws because in their mind, Amos Miller cannot continue to exist. He cannot do this because if he does, their entire structure of control crumbles. And Amos Miller is the tip of the spear here when it comes to food freedom and freedom in general. You know, and and I I don't want to make this about Trump, Chris, but they say that Donald Trump is a dictator. What the hell are we looking at in Pennsylvania right now? Right. I mean, this is this is tyranny uh, at its at its finest, at its worst, if you will. Um, And, and, you know, the solution is not going to be the Republican Party, the Democrat Party. The solution in the end, Wendy, and then this prize is what people want to hear because they want the, you know, the answers out in the election box and we've got to get the right people in. But I really believe we are seeing the complete uh, demise of the character. I mean, we've seen it for generations, the character of the American people that would allow us to have a nation, you know, by the grace of God, where freedom and liberty can exist. And if the people of this nation will not stand with Amos, and if the people of this nation will enforce uh, mandates against him, and if these judges and these agents and, and will enforce whatever the judge rules on this lawsuit, the character of the American people is so degraded that I, I don't, I really don't see how we have uh, an, uh, the chance for freedom 
if the American people will continue to enforce these tyrannical mandates, whether they come from a Democrat-appointed person or a Republican-appointed person. The American people have to say enough is enough, but they're so, we are so consumed with materialism and our prosperity that these people who would enforce these mandates, and if there's an injunction against them in a lawsuit, and eventually you know what it would lead to, of course, locking him up. If there's, people, if there's Americans that will do that, uh, I don't know. I don't know what hope we have. And uh, I know that's, a, that's not an optimistic thing, but right now a lot of us here are feeling very discouraged because there's no politicians, there's no one standing with Amos, and he is really, it's, it's really Amos Miller contra mundum, Amos Miller against the world here. I'm going to say it now. To the men and women of the Pennsylvania General Assembly, where are you? What are you doing? I am hearing nothing. And I know many of these people, Chris, personally, as do you. Your silence is deafening. This is on you. But also, Chris, it's on all of us. So what do you suggest we, the people, and particularly in your part of Pennsylvania, do? What do we do? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, one is continue to support Amos. You can go to the LancasterPatriot.com slash help Amos. But I will say I've been arguing for some time here, and and I hope there's something that will be able to be brought together. I hope that enough people will, and I know the people that want to. So I'm hopeful, Wendy, I don't have the details at the moment, that we'll be able to put something together uh, where we can have a large group of people come together and really show the public, and really aiming to get more public. At this point, I have no hope in the politicians. I have no hope in these bureaucrats. Our only hope, and this is what it has always been, it's us. you know, in American history, you know, hope in God, but then the means he uses is the people. That's the only, you know, practical way we have in the end to resist tyranny. Will the people refuse to enforce tyrannical mandates? So I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, there's certain things I can't do, but I'm hopeful we can, we can rally enough people to have, and, you know, public opinion, it's still worth something to these politicians and these people who care for nothing more than getting reelected and getting their pension. And so public opinion still has influence. And, I mean, we see it with the, um, with the liberals, right? They, they go out there and they say, oh, you know, here's a, here's a law we don't want to follow, uh, you know, we, uh, the law against right. theft. So we're just going to loot all these properties. And then people are like, okay, well, I guess since they're not following that law, we're not going to enforce it. Now, we're not arguing for that. I'm not arguing for people to do something unjust. Right on. But eat, eating food from an Amish farmer from your neighbor is not unjust. Amen. It's not unjust under God's law. So we need to defy this. We need a large amount of people to defy it. I'm on and your these, side. Ca- these cowards and poli- these cowards and these politicians, that's the only thing they care about. And if there's enough people to defy it, then these guys will have to submit. But right now, they think they can take Amos Miller down, and um, I don't know what's going to happen. The question is, will the, the American people, the people of Pennsylvania, stand up and say, if, you, if you're going after Amos Miller, you're going after all of us. Amen. And at that point, at that point, these people might be like, well, I'm going. I'm going. I'm with you. I'm on your side. And to quote Todd Beamer, let's roll. Chris Hume from the Lancaster Patriot. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir, for your time. We appreciate you more than anything. It's a fight. It's a real fight. And you need to help us, too, guys. Next, let's go to Canada. Things are changing. It's important on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Well, welcome back, everybody. And I hope that you heard what Chris was saying, because it is super important that we understand. This crap ends 
when we say it ends. I'm not holding my breath for one of these lawmakers. I'm calling you out and you know who you are. But I'm not holding my breath thinking that you're going to be the salvation here. It is only we, the people, who can rise up and push back. And that means doing what they've done in Germany. And doing what the Dutch have done. And doing what the Canadians have done. So have you guys seen what happened in Canada? We're trying to get Wayne Peters on the on the horn right now, having a hard time connecting with him as, as Brock continues to try to make it happen. Let me tell you. So you guys saw Tucker Carlson went to Canada, right? And he filled this arena. It, it was like it was like a Trump rally. And everybody's wearing red. And and it was this huge thing. And basically, Tucker Carlson is saying, hey, you know what? Don't be silent anymore. You have a voice. You have a purpose. And the pushback against him and now the fear of of Justin Trudeau. Wayne's on the phone now. Wendy Bell Radio Network correspondent Wayne Peters. Wayne, I'm feeling a seismic shift in energy in in your part of the world in Canada, especially after Tucker Carlson was there. Give us the the thumbnail. What's going on? Wow, it's stacking up for uh, uh, Captain Farquaad in uh, monumental ways, monumentally quick. Uh, He is losing uh, every battle that he is engaging in at this moment. The verdict coming down, you you guys caught that the other day, but this is opening up another whole can of worms for him in that uh, this is exposing that the the Canadian uh, intelligence agency sees this uh, either manufactured or absolutely uh, dropped the ball on le- using false information in order to uh, create a, a terrorist threat towards uh, Ottawa during the convoy. Uh, it was all bogus. So whether this is uh, uh, intervention on the government's behalf or uh, a complete ineptitude, of uh, our intelligence services. This is opening up the door for massive lawsuits, uh, misfeasance suits against Mr. Trudeau now. So this is going to change the landscape. Uh, Trudeau has uh, gone into retreat, a cabinet retreat, uh, in order to attempt to regroup. But the uh, Attorney General of Canada mysteriously resigned the very next morning and deleted all of his social media accounts, like the Wayback Machine doesn't exist. Um, This is really turning into a fiasco uh, in in the entire legacy media uh, establishment and political establishment is losing their ever-loving minds over Mr. Tucker coming to visit Canada. They are demanding uh, apologies, retractions, uh, from the, the anybody that attended, uh, this is turning into a giant fiasco, and, and I think it's a, got a lot to do with uh, a failed terrorist attack in Edmonton on Tuesday, where somebody tried to go jihad at Edmonton City Hall. But uh, nobody's talking about any of that in the news. They are all talking about Tucker Carlson and uh, Mr. Farquhar was, I think, so disheartened by this that he had to go and crash a ladies' hockey game on uh, the same day as Tucker just so that he could find an arena with a full audience. This is just, 
this is you this can't is make comedy it up. in action. Yeah, you can't you can't <laughs> make it up. So just to refresh everybody at home, a judge there ruled that what what uh, Justin Trudeau did, tyrannically speaking, in squashing and seizing the assets of and imprisoning people because of that freedom convoy in Canada, it was illegal. Not like anybody out here didn't know that already. What is the what is the feeling on the street in Canada? Right now, it's a, an awful lot of uh, that gotcha moment feeling. Um, Canadians for two years have been waiting for some form of, form of just verdict. Uh, uh, and it's, it's, in, it's not just that he's been losing verdicts on things like the pipelines and plastics and some of these other, other things. Uh, it's finally been acknowledged that he has been abusing uh, our, our rights to a criminal level. That's what's significant about this. Uh, all of those bank accounts that they stole were unjustified. So these are criminal acts uh, that our government has perpetrated. So now it's uh, it, it's on the government to uh, uh, do what's right. Uh, in this case, his own cabinet members uh, have uh, used the terms past our expiry date. Uh, so I think... <laughs> We're definitely uh, seeing a, 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 an acute wa- awareness that Mr. Farquaad's time here in Canada is very done. He does have a mandate going into 2025, but uh, with some ethics violations and now more uh, uh, scandals uh, uh, coming out in the last couple of weeks, it just seems to continuously be stacking up for him. I love that. Justin Trudeau, who, of course, we lovingly uh, refer to as Lord Farquaad from Shrek, calls Tucker Carlson a Putin apologist. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and our, our uh, heritage minister, uh, who has been a, a lifelong eco-terrorist, uh, has actually served time for committing acts of intimidation and eco-terrorism, uh, who is Trudeau's right-hand guy, uh, is running around trying to cry to the media that uh, he felt threatened by Tucker's calls to violence uh, in Canada. What a wuss. Uh, it's just absolutely so uh, so absurd. It's called the emasculation of the man. Be a sniveling wuss and then claim that you've gotten threats or you're worried as you put your kayak on the top of your Subaru. Um, Wayne Peters, we love you as always. Thank you for hopping in. I got like five slams there against the left. It felt really good. Um, Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, because coming up next, I know we've got three guests today. We've got our national security expert, John Guandolo. He's hopping in, and this is a serious serious conversation. It always is. He says why the Texas border fight has all the ingredients of a civil war. Seriously, coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network.